that's the power of having that message that's bigger than you, bigger than the business and that other people can be a part of and want to spread. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 333. And today, we're going to take your marketing message to a whole nother level of brand awareness. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Your host, Melanie Benson here, possibility igniter and authority amplifier for expert-based entrepreneurs. And today, we're doing a deep dive into your brand messaging, and it's going to like have a little twist. We're putting brand messaging on its ear It's such an interesting conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. Now, one of the places that I see brand messaging really take off is when you're intentional about sharing your message on other people's podcasts, on shows like live streams, on uh, virtual summits and events, anywhere that you can collaborate with other people, get in front of new audiences and talk about the work that you do and the impact that it has on your ideal clients, you're going to find it is a very powerful lead generator and ideal client attractor. Now, I say that, but then I witness very common mistakes to keep people just like you Uh, passionate entrepreneurs who end up feeling like a best kept secret, even though they're doing all the right things. And that's because they're making very common mistakes when they are guesting on other people's shows. And that causes them to not get the leads and not get the clients coming in. I've witnessed 17 of these common mistakes. I have made several, many of them. I know many of my guests have, and then uh, many of my guest expert system members have, and then they go through the process and learn how to do it in a way that makes visibility profitable and turns on that 24-7 client attraction magnet. I would love to get you started with those 17 mistakes. It's my gift to you. It's absolutely free. I've put together the 17 mistakes that are costing you the lead and the client as a scorecard. So you can go through it and really assess where you are. And if you're making any of these costly mistakes and then stay tuned for some extra bonus materials coming your way, you'll discover how to turn those mistakes into assets that attract those leads and clients for you. Head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize and you can download that scorecard right now. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. Boy, do I have a treat lined up for you today. We're going to be doing some messaging, but we're unleashing a three-word rebellion so that your message is synonymous with your name. Let me introduce you to our guest today, Michelle Mazur. Now, she works with brilliant business owners who are shaking things up. And of course, that's you as you're listening in, right? You're shaking things up, but they're having some trouble talking about it. She combines the tools of successful social movements with the qualitative research skills she earned in her communications PhD to help them craft a powerful, captivating message. She's the author of three books, including the newly updated Three-Word Rebellion 
and she's been featured in Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Inc. Magazine. She knows that speaking about what you do in a clear and captivating way is the key to reaching the people you could help the most. Well, you're in the right place, Michelle, because I'm a big fan of messaging. <laughs> it's something we talk about it here all the time, and I'm really glad we're going to share your really cool approach uh, with our community today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you, Melanie. It's going to be fun. I love when I get the opportunity to talk out, to talk with another person who really understands the power of messaging. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, I want to start kind of in in maybe the opposite order. But okay. I, I say this idea of creating a rebellion with your message is so intriguing. And I think, you know, people tend to be in one of two camps. They're in the how do I kind of like play it safe so I don't like push people away or they're in the, I'm going to just say whatever's on my mind. And I'm just, I, you know, like, I don't care who I push away. And maybe we have some people in the middle, but mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what it means to create a rebellion with your message. Ooh, yes. A re- creating a rebellion with your message is really like sticking your flag in the ground and saying, this is what I stand for. This is what my business stands for. This is what we believe in. This is what we see wrong in the industry. And here's our vision for making it right. So it really is the rallying cry, like a call to action to gather your right people. It's very intentional about, yeah, you want to find the right people for the message who want to like buy into your rebellion, buy into your movement while, yeah, repelling the ones that aren't quite the right fit. And for me, I think being a little bit polarizing, being direct and having that rebellion really can make you stand out to the people who need your work the most. Okay, well, I was going to ask you why being repelling is a valuable skill in messaging, but you just covered that. So that's (laughs) perfect. And I think, you know, there's a huge camp of uh, coaches and consultants and people that are trying to stand out in a very crowded market. And there's a little bit of fear about repelling potential clients. But sounds like what you're saying is be all in on that, that that's okay. Yeah. Well, repelling people who are wrong for you is always the right decision for your business because the people who aren't the right fit, they're not going to get a great result from the work you do. You're probably not going to love working with them. They're not going to set your heart aflame or you're going to be seeing that appointment on your calendar and being like, I have to talk to so-and-so today. And Mm -hmm. we really don't want that energy in our business. And so it's like, go for the right people, believe that they exist. So, and create that message for them. Hmm. Why didn't I meet you 20 years ago? I mean, you would have been really helpful for me, Michelle. (laughs) Struggled with this for so long. (laughs) I just want to reach through and give you a big hug and say, thank you. Thank you for putting this out in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, well, good news is I didn't have this 20 years ago. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> but so. I didn't miss you. You just weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah, I was. Right, I wasn't. Didn't quite innovate this yet. <laughs> well, I think that's a story we may have to unpack later. But let's see. Let's see what we get into here. I I'm really curious. Like you talk about something that I find so intriguing, and that is that your message has certain jobs it does mm. for your business. 
Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. What are the jobs that your message does? Yeah. I always look at your message as one of like the hardest working employees in your business. Like it's working for you all the time. If somebody lands on your website at midnight on a Saturday, it's your message that does the job. So I really see that messaging has these three main jobs and job number one is to get attention. So especially in a crowded marketplace, especially when people are all saying the same thing, that if you have that kind of unique message that makes people stop and think, huh, that's interesting. What does that mean? And what does it mean for me and my life and my business? Then you kind of get them hooked. So that's the first job of your messaging. Your second job is to create conversations. And those conversations are actually leading people to work with you. So once I find someone's three word rebellion, the next step in the messaging work that I do is figuring out like, okay, so how do we take them from not knowing you, your business, what you do, the problems you solve, and lead them to your work so that they're ready to raise their hand and say, yes, I want to work with you. By the time they jump on the sales call, they already know what you're about and what you stand for and your approach. And then the final part of this is creating connection. So using stories, using emotions in order to really not just foster like the no like and trust factor, but using story as a way for people to see you and for them to see you in the story or themselves in the stories they tell. Mm, I love that. And I agree. It's very, your message is one of the most powerful pieces of your storefront, so to speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the, what it's what people get to know about you first. Yeah. You know, you talk about a message has to be bigger than just you and it has to be bigger than your business. Can you unpack that a little bit and tell us what that means? Yeah. And I think this also speaks to like the origin of the three word rebellion and how I came about this, because what I noticed is that the entrepreneurs who were the most successful, who were well known, whose thought leadership was spoken about everywhere, they did something very similar to social movements. They created this, you know, really pithy three word message. So like start with why a five second rule, four hour work week, everything is figure outable, like all of those messages that are kind of ingrained in our brains. And Social movements does do the exact same thing, whether it's like Black Lives Matter or the Me Too movement. And in order to get traction, no matter like how big your, you want your movement to be, you want your business to be, you have to give people a way to talk about you. And that's what social movements do and these really successful, famous entrepreneur types. They've given us the language, the message, and then people become the messengers of our message. And that's really how we gain momentum because, you know, when people talk about me, they're like, oh, she has the three word rebellion. And let me tell you what that is. And I mean, I see this all the time in my business where people will come to me and they'll be like, oh yeah, so-and-so told me about the three word rebellion. And I have no idea who so-and-so is, but, but that's the power of having that message that's bigger than you, bigger than the business and that other people can be a part of and want to spread. 
I love that. And I, I've had some of that happen where, and, and I, I can't say mine is three words, but, and I, by the way, very catchy that your three word rebellion concept is taught in three words. Like, of course <laughs> you did that on purpose. I'm sure. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, but I, I, it's like when you start to see that, it's almost like you have that I've arrived feeling it's like, Oh, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, our message is meant to get out there and work for us when we don't even know it. Like, you know, I always tell my clients at first when you when you're doing something new, you're creating a new message um, or you have a unique way of doing business, like your job is to really promote that message. Like you have to be the champion of your three word rebellion. And if you do that consistently over time, you get other advocates and champions of your message. And then they start talking about you. And that is, it is that great feeling of like, oh, this is actually working for me and for my business. I am known for something. And that feels really satisfying. Hmm. Okay, well, let's, let's maybe give a little bit of insight into how to find your three word rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the three word rebellion process, it all begins with free writing because most people are really up in their heads about creating their messages. They think about it, but they don't spend time actually getting their ideas out onto paper where you can actually see it and find some patterns or maybe a turn of phrase you didn't know you were using all of the time. So the first part of this is just, it's fun, it's free writing. And I have two sets of prompts for free writing. And one set is all about what is your rebellion? So what are you rebelling against? What ticks you off? And usually these are the easy prompts for people. <laughs> <laughs> they can just start writing about like, yeah, this is what makes me mad about my industry. Um, the second set of questions are the foil. It's about the change that you want to create. So thinking about like what kind of world you want to live in and getting into that dreamy place where you're focused on like, well, what if, what if, like what could happen instead of how do I make this happen? Cause I feel like entrepreneurs get stuck there a lot. Like mm -hmm. instead of thinking like big picture about what impact you want your business to have, what change can it make? We start thinking about well, how am I gonna do that? I don't know if I can do that. And we doubt ourselves and we kind of shut ourselves down from creating that bigger message of change. Yeah, it's like if you lead with the how, you're always going to get in your head and, and limit yourself. But if you lead mm -hmm. with what is the impact I'm meant to have and you tap into that energy that drives the rest of how to get there. Yes. And I feel like once you have that vision for like the movement you're creating, the change you want to make, it really grounds you. And it helps you keep going when things get tough because things always get tough in business. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, there's ebbs and there's flows. But if you know the direction that you're going in and you have that vision and you're clear on the change and you're inviting other people to come along with you, it's, it makes things so much easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you caught the episode I did uh, earlier this year, but 
I talked about how your message can become one of the things that helps you rise above turbulence in your industry. And you're, you're yes. basically reinforcing that. So yeah, I love this energy. It's so good. Okay. So here's an interesting question that I want to ask you. And I know this comes up a lot with my clients. I'm assuming you have bumped into this as well, where people overthink or really they have a hard time knowing that they've landed on their three word rebellion. <laughs> right. Yes. And so I'm curious, like what's your secret sauce or, or how does somebody know that this is their word? And so they can stop the overthinking and the paralysis that comes with all of that. Yeah, I feel like there are like two types of people. Like there are some people who you land on their three word rebellion and it's literally the skies open and rainbows appear with angels and everyone's singing. And it's this moment of like, yes, this is it. But most of the time it's this moment of, huh, that's interesting. And so I always advise my clients, I'm like, well, sit with your three word rebellion, try to use it in like a sales conversation or on a podcast interview, um, run it by a few of your best clients and see how they react to it. And I know we've landed on a good one when they're able to start using it. And they're like, oh, people were actually asking me, like, what does that mean? And how do I do that? And it actually started a conversation or my clients really loved it or I landed a podcast interview because of my three word rebellion. So I feel like it's this you have to test it and experiment with it first and just you know, take it for some test runs, see how it goes. Yeah. And then you kind of start falling in love with it. And finally, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the message. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of testing things. Because sometimes even I've noticed, if it's like those skies part, and you're like, oh, my God, this is it, but then you move it out to the market, and you're getting crickets, it may be resonating with you, but you're not always your client. Mm -hmm. And so there's a really powerful step that I love that you're mapping that out for us. It's like, now take that really exciting message and see how your audience responds to it and make sure that that energy is picking up when they're experiencing it. Yeah, I'm reading this book right now called Unreasonable Hospitality. It's about creating customer experience in the restaurant industry, but it has a lot of applications to business owners. And one of the things that stuck with me in the book is he said, um, it's I'm afraid it won't work is a terrible reason not to try. And I think when people are working on their messaging, they get, they're like, well, I do like this, but what if it doesn't work? Or like, ooh, I'm not so sure. What if it doesn't work? And it's like the only way you can ever figure that out is if you put it out into the world and see what happens. If you ask the people you trust, if you just try it out, otherwise we, you never know. I appreciate that so much because really it, it comes back to as entrepreneurs, we have to be willing to take risks. Yeah. Right. And I know you know this. So be willing to take a risk with that message because, you know, you're not going to create a rebe rebellion if you're not willing to take a little bit of a risk. And part of that risk is test drive things before you marry it and make it everything you do. I made that mistake, Michelle. <laughs> I got excited about something and, and like got married to it and they went, oh, man, this is so not it. So I've done that. <laughs> I think everyone has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Learn we learn our lessons. I'm. Just, you know, like I've seen some stuff you put out about your competition 
and the people who do similar things, or maybe your clients, your potential clients are experiencing them as someone who delivers similar offers. How does having like your three word rebellion and this one of a kind message, maybe even like eliminate your competition or impact that competition? Yeah, like I love this question because I really feel like when you have that message that is for that right person in your audience, in the the sea of the marketplace, whatever your industry is, whether it's coaching or messaging or branding, like if you have that unique space carved out for you, and you are clear on who you serve and who this message is for, it's so easy to attract people to. Like I always think about my industry, there are other messaging frameworks like Donald Miller's story brand, um, Tamsin Webster's The Red Thread. And it's like, yes, they're all messaging frameworks. We all have very different perspectives on messaging and who our messaging framework is for, but we all have our unique spot in the marketplace. So I don't have to view them as competition. They're just colleagues. And the right person will choose me versus Donald Miller because what they want a rebellion and Donald Miller's framework isn't really about that. <laughs> so it's really this great way just to see yourself as unique from your competition and actually understand like your difference and what makes you different from all the people who do what you do. Love it. I, in a way, what you're saying is this is your distinguishing factor. This mm -hmm. is how your message can help somebody realize what makes you different and unique and maybe the perfect fit for them over someone else before you even had a conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I always tell this story, like for the longest time I had the biggest hang up about Donald Miller. Like I swear, like he was like the nemesis that lived in my brain, but didn't even know I existed. And I felt like, oh, because he exists and he was there first and has this book that everybody recommends. There's no, you know, like I can't compete with that or my work's not as good. And none of that was true. <laughs> I did a lot of work around that, but also landing on the three word rebellion framework, I can really look and be like, well, he's for a different type of business owner than me. And he has a different approach and a different background. And like, I am really good at pulling out what makes people unique and messaging to that. And that's not what his genius is. So it was always really, it really helped me kind of overcome that, um, imaginary nemesis in my head. Such a great story. I'm gl glad you shared that because so many people have these villains in their head. Uh, it could be a best friend. It could be someone who does some similar things. And honestly, a lot of it is just reframing who they are to you and how you can stand out. Even if you do similar things, that's, that's a superpower right there. Yeah. Yes. And I think once you know that you're like, oh yeah, we are different and we do work with different people and there's room enough for both of us. Absolutely. I could go on and on about that one, but I, I want to take a pause here and have you share, like, do you have a way that people could get a hold of you or maybe take that next step with you and learn more about these three word rebellion practices? I'll yes. turn it over to you. Oh yeah. So if you just want to taste and see if this three word rebellion process is for you, I have a little mini audio course you can take that will walk you through the writing process. It's at threewordrebellion.com. And if you're like, no, 
I know I'm already in, there's the book. So the book is the best way and it's available on audio, wherever books are sold, but those are the best two ways to kind of get started with this process. Nice. We'll make sure to hook those up in the, uh, or link those up in the show notes for you all just to make it super simple. Well, Michelle, I know you know what's coming because you've listened to the podcast, but this is the time where I really like to get to know you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned something about you didn't exist when I was starting 20 years ago or 22 years ago, but yeah. what, how did you get into this? Like, what was the catalyst that took you from where you were then to saying, this is the work I'm meant to do in the world? Yes, I really see my career like in three phases. So I start like I'm an academic. I mean, and I still identify as an academic, which seems very weird. So I did the tenure track professor thing and then realized I didn't like the politics of being a professor um, and decided, okay, well, what can I do with my skills? And I was like, oh, I, I'm a great researcher. I can research. So that lended me into the corporate world doing market research, where I also didn't like the politics of it. Go figure. And one of my friends just said to me at one point in time, he's like, Michelle, you have all of this knowledge about communication. And that's like living in your head that no one can access. He's like, you need to do something like start a blog, start anything. And so I started a blog around, at first it was around public speaking. And I really, that was my focus area is helping people create keynote speeches, except I kind of hate the speaking industry because it doesn't value speakers the way it should. <laughs> and I also saw my clients like using the messaging we were creating for the keynote in so many different ways in their business, like in their copy, they do like a three part video series. Like it was amazing. And I'm like, oh, maybe I have a bigger calling here. And that really was the beginning of figuring out this three word rebellion process. So that mm. was kind of my story. So from academia to corporate, to realizing you're psychologically unemployable. <laughs> yes, aren't, aren't, if you're in this for the long haul, you are basically unemployable. <laughs> yes, 100%. I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> okay, what is the boldest thing you've done up to now to amplify the impact of your business? Oh, the boldest thing. I mean, I hate to be trite, but I feel like it was developing this three-word rebellion process and telling people that we could get to their core message in two to five words. I mean, it, it's so funny because I always find that things that I resist in my life, I end up embracing later on. Like I never really was interested in persuasion. And then I started teaching it at the college level <laughs> or, and it was like always this this thought of like, oh, if we can really just condense and simplify somebody's message, but oh, that is so hard to do. And then that's the thing I ended up doing and loving. So for me, it was that huge pivot from not a huge pivot, but a pivot from like a public speaking coaching to announcing like, hey, I have this new thing. Let me know what you think about it. Then writing the book and then really creating my whole business around that method. Yeah, I could get why that would be bold because it's a bold thing. Like if you're going to start a rebellion through messaging, that's kind of bold. So <laughs> I, I would agree that that would make sense. Okay, last question. As you're looking back over the time between today and when you started this adventure, is there something you wish you would have done sooner because now you realize how 
awesome it was for your business? Oh, I think getting really, really good at sales, like, mm. and viewing sales as not like this, like, oh, I don't want to do it. But as like, no, this is a skill and I can get good at and I can love this skill. Because if you are good at sales and you can view sales as something that you enjoy doing, it's so much fun. It's because you're figuring out how you get to help people in real time. And that's how I learned to love it. And I wish someone would have told me that I could love it at the beginning. Yeah. I am so glad you said that because I shared that with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did not like sales in the beginning and I found it to be such an extraordinary asset when I finally wrapped my head around it and found my way of doing it. Mm-hmm successfully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm so that was such a great share. Thank you. Well, oh, wow, Michelle, this has been so much fun. And I love so many, like we have so much synergy and what we're teaching around messaging. If there's one last tip or thought you want to share with our listeners today about committing to finding their three word rebellion, what would it be? Mm. So I feel like messaging is one of those things people tend to skip because it's hard, right? So they create a great offer and they think they need to go market and then they start marketing and their marketing doesn't work because the message doesn't work, but they think, oh, maybe I just need this other tactic. And it's like, no, do the hard thing, take the step back and create that foundational piece of your messaging and realize that help exists, whether it's you, whether it's me, like finding someone who can guide you through it if it's really hard for you is so key because we just don't see ourselves clearly. We don't see our expertise the way some other person sees it or the way our clients see it. And we have to all, like I always remind my clients, you know, your potential client wants to benefit from your expertise, they don't want to be the expert themselves. So really focus, taking the slowing down and focusing on that message, that's going to make everything so much more efficient, effective, easier in the future for your business. And that is a fantastic place to end. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're brilliant. I'm so grateful to share you with our community. And uh, as you're listening in today, if you know, if you already worked with Michelle or you're going to work with Michelle or you read the book, we want to hear what's your three word um, rebellion. What is those three words that are going to light a fire and get that momentum around your message? Come share it on the show page or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 